You requested and I shall deliver. The topic of the Mediterranean diet and inflammation. Only here on the People's Scientist Podcast. Listening to the People Scientist, the podcast dedicated to helping us optimize our health with the latest scientific findings on neuroscience, physiology, and nutrition. I, your host, Dr. Stephanie Caligiuri, a nutritionist, physiologist, and neuroscientist, will be here with you every single week, bringing us information to ignite our thinking, to help us be one step closer to the healthiest we can be. Hello, my People Scientist Army, and welcome back to the People Scientist Podcast for episode 96, where every week I arm us with some scientific information so we can all be a little bit smarter and healthier with every episode. How are you doing today? I hope that you're doing well, and thank you for inviting me into your day. I hope that I can teach you something new in today's episode. So what are we talking about? Many of you seem to be very interested in the topic of inflammation. Inflammation is something that we have all experienced. It's something we need to stay healthy. But when inflammation can get out of control or not resolve itself, this can be something that we may battle with in chronic inflammatory conditions like arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease, lupus, allergies, asthma, and even mood disorders like depression. So last week, I covered the topic of how intermittent fasting may be a benefit to reduce inflammation and the severity of symptoms in chronic inflammatory conditions. But there may be many lifestyle or diet approaches to help reduce chronic inflammation. So today, I'm going to talk about the Mediterranean diet. In fact, a combination of fasting and the Mediterranean diet may be a very effective means to help sequester chronic inflammation but that combination has yet to be explored. So without further ado, let's start off with some core takeaways. The Mediterranean diet is primarily a plant-based diet. It is rich in vegetables, seeds, nuts, beans, peas, olives, olive oil, fish, and a moderate amount of whole grains, fruit, and red wine. There is a lot of clinical data present to support that eating the Mediterranean diet may support brain, heart, and overall health. It may reduce symptom severity for chronic inflammatory conditions like arthritis, lupus, and may lower markers of inflammation in different populations. The Mediterranean diet may have these benefits by increasing our antioxidant status, increasing molecules that help resolve inflammation, and by reducing foods that may increase oxidative stress. Now, let's get into those details. First, let's talk about how the Mediterranean diet came to be. Back in the 60s, nutritional science was a bit different. Scientists liked to study particular cultural groups and to look at their lifestyle, what they ate, what they did every day, and then also looked at their health outcomes in order to better understand what diet or lifestyle may be best for our health. Interestingly, they noted that people living near the Mediterranean Sea had really great health outcomes, including good brain and heart health. 
So scientists investigated their lifestyle, which included the types of foods and drinks they consumed. The scientists determined that their diet consisted of a lot of plant-based foods and healthy fats. So for example, the Mediterranean diet is very rich in vegetables, beans, nuts, seeds, olives, olive oil, some fruits, whole grains, garlic, herbs, and some fish. This diet tends to be lower in meat, dairy, salt, and desserts and refined foods. For beverages in the Mediterranean diet, frequently red wine, coffee, and water are the main staples. So does this way of eating have any benefit in reducing inflammation? In the journal Obesity in 2013, scientists recruited 26 men living with metabolic syndrome. A metabolic syndrome includes a combination of risk factors such as a large waist circumference greater than 40 inches in men or waist circumference greater than 35 inches in women, high blood pressure, high blood glucose, elevated triglycerides in the blood, which is elevated circulating fats, and low levels of good cholesterol in the blood. That is the metabolic syndrome. And the metabolic syndrome tends to put us at a higher risk for a lot of other chronic diseases like diabetes, heart disease, brain diseases like a stroke, for example. So the scientists wanted to understand if following a Mediterranean diet could impart some benefit to measures of inflammation in these individuals. They specifically measured in the absence and presence of weight loss or calorie restriction. They noted that just after five weeks of eating the Mediterranean diet, their inflammation improved substantially. For example, the scientists measured a molecule called C-reactive protein in their blood. A C-reactive protein is an indication of elevated chronic inflammation. Well, after five weeks of eating the Mediterranean diet, their C-reactive protein dropped by 26%. The scientists also looked at other markers of inflammation like IL-16, IL-18, and TNF-alpha to generate a score, an overall score for inflammatory status. Turns out that eating the Mediterranean diet for five weeks reduced their overall inflammation by 10%. But how about if they also lost weight or reduced their calories while eating the Mediterranean diet? Well, their inflammation improved even more. In fact, these markers of inflammation reduced on average from 16 to 21%, depending on the marker they measured. So this study identified that in a relatively short time frame of five weeks, benefits to markers of inflammation were noted with the Mediterranean diet, and these benefits could be further enhanced with weight loss or calorie restriction. How about another study? In the International Journal of Epidemiology in 2009, scientists conducted a study in over 1,000 individuals who had previously suffered from a heart attack. The participants were followed afterward and asked to describe their diet. From there, a score was generated to determine how close these individuals were following a Mediterranean diet. At the same time, the scientists measured markers of chronic inflammation in their blood. They had noted, as you can probably guess, Better adherence to a Mediterranean diet was associated with a lower level of inflammation. For each unit of increasing adherence to the Mediterranean diet, there was a reduction of 3.1% in the average C-reactive protein levels and a reduction of 1.9% in the average interleukin-6 levels. So better adherence to the Mediterranean diet seems to be associated with better measures of inflammation. There have also been benefits noted for our brain. In the Annals of Neurology in 2013, the scientists conducted a meta-analysis that pulled together many studies investigating the associations of the Mediterranean diet and brain health. 
The scientists noted that high adherence to the Mediterranean diet was consistently associated with a reduced risk of stroke, depression, and cognitive impairment like dementia. Even moderate adherence to the diet was associated with some benefits to reducing risk of depression and cognitive impairment, but moderate adherence seemed to not be as beneficial for stroke. Higher adherence to the Mediterranean diet seemed to be necessary to reduce the risk for stroke. How about other health conditions? In the journal Rheumatology this year, Willett and colleagues wrote extensively how the Mediterranean diet may impart many benefits for individuals living with the inflammatory condition lupus. For example, in 280 patients, those who more closely followed the Mediterranean diet tended to have less risk factors for heart disease, lower levels of inflammation, which was measured by C-reactive protein. The Mediterranean diet was also associated with a lower score for lupus symptoms. In the journal Rheumatology International in 2018, the scientists reviewed four clinical trials that indicated many measures of inflammation and symptoms in rheumatoid arthritis improved with adherence to the Mediterranean diet. For example, 51 patients with rheumatoid arthritis, which is a chronic autoimmune inflammatory condition, were recruited in this study. Half were to follow a Mediterranean diet and half were to follow a more Western-type control diet, typical to North America with more processed foods. The Mediterranean diet included plenty of vegetables, beans, nuts, seeds, fish, and a moderate amount of red wine. The scientists followed the patients for 12 weeks. The scientists took many assessments of their rheumatoid arthritis symptoms, as well as markers of inflammation in the blood. The participants following the Mediterranean diet already started seeing improvements in symptoms at three weeks. For example, by three weeks, they already saw an improvement in their pain by 31% and an improvement in their morning joint stiffness by 29%. The longer they followed the Mediterranean diet, the more improvements were noted. For example, the number of joints that were symptomatic reduced by 25% at week 6 and further reduced to 34% by week 12. Their C-reactive protein levels, which indicates inflammation, dropped by 30% by week 12. By comparison, the control group that followed that Western type of diet seemed to worsen or not change at all depending on the measure. So this clinical trial indicates quite clearly that a Mediterranean-style diet may impart benefits not only to circulating markers of inflammation, but to the relevant symptoms of inflammation that impact people, and that these benefits may be seen as early as three weeks. In the journal Endocrine in 2016, scientists recruited individuals recently diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Again, in type 2 diabetes, inflammation seems to be elevated compared to individuals without type 2 diabetes. Now, 108 participants were to follow the Mediterranean diet, and 107 participants were asked to follow a low-fat control diet. At one year, C-reactive protein fell by 37%, and adiponectin levels rose by 43% in the Mediterranean diet group and better adherence to the diet was associated with better reductions in inflammation. So I mentioned there a new word, adiponectin. So you might be wondering what that is. Well, adiponectin comes from our fat tissue, and it plays an important role in reducing inflammation. So the fact that it increased with the Mediterranean diet further supports that the Mediterranean diet may benefit inflammation. So how might this diet actually impart these benefits? Well, it could be a few different ways. 
One way is lowering C-reactive protein and raising adiponectin in our body, as I just mentioned. Another potential mechanism is that the Mediterranean diet increases our antioxidant status, our ability to fight oxidative stress, essentially, which is important because inflammation may increase in response to oxidative stress. So it is as though the Mediterranean diet puts a halt to that, anti, to that inflammatory process. If inflammation is the fire, oxidative stress is the kindling, and the Mediterranean diet is the water to put it out. This is evidenced in a clinical trial by Zamora in 2013, in which they recruited 564 patients to investigate the health effects of the Mediterranean diet, and they measured the antioxidant capacity in their blood at baseline and after one year of eating the Mediterranean diet. Now, the antioxidant capacity will give us information about how the body might be able to fight off oxidative stress. Now, their antioxidant capacity increased by about 5% over one year, whereas the control group did not exhibit a change in antioxidant capacity. The antioxidant capacity may be affected by extra virgin olive oil, which is a very big component of the Mediterranean diet. In the journal Atherosclerosis in 2005, they compared refined olive oil with virgin olive oil in 40 men. Now, olive oil, like I said, is a large component of the Mediterranean diet. You may see extra virgin olive oil on labels and wonder what that means and what that means for our health, particularly. Well, extra virgin means that it is the least refined, least filtered. So there will be more antioxidant polyphenols, which we want. Virgin olive oil would be somewhere in the middle, and regular olive oil would be refined or filtered the most. So generally speaking, we want to try to get the extra virgin olive oil. So the scientists noted a benefit of virgin olive oil on measures of heart health, such as lowering plasma oxidized LDL. Oxidized LDL is what creates those plaques or buildup in our arteries. So the extra virgin olive oil seemed to reduce that. It also reduced lipid peroxide levels and increased higher activity of our natural antioxidant system, glutathione peroxidase. These are really important components to heart health. Systolic blood pressure also decreased after intake of virgin olive oil in patients with high blood pressure. This is generally speaking why it is thought that we should purchase extra virgin olive oil because of this antioxidant polyphenol combination. The unsaturated fatty acids present in olive oil, nuts, and fish may also be of benefit. For example, omega-3 fatty acids can help resolve inflammation by producing particular oxylipins called resolvins and protectins. This is really key, as inflammation is a necessary and important thing for our health, but it is when inflammation sticks around for too long or in particularly high levels that it can induce some health consequences like pain damage to our joints, and chronic inflammatory conditions like arthritis, lupus, Crohn's, colitis, asthma, etc. So resolving the inflammation in these scenarios is necessary. There is evidence that omega-3 fatty acids can do this. Now, omega-3 fatty acids would be present in things like salmon, sardines, walnuts, flaxseed, chia seed, and hemp seed. But keep in mind that omega-3 fatty acids are prone to oxidation, which could be harmful by increasing oxidative stress in the body. So how do we enjoy the benefits of the omega-3s without them being oxidized? Don't overcook your fish. It only needs to be cooked to 145 degrees Fahrenheit. You can try buying raw nuts and seeds instead of them being toasted or roasted. 
and try to eat plenty of antioxidant-rich foods like extra virgin olive oil, vegetables, and moderate amount of fruits while cutting down on sugar, processed, and refined foods. If you're interested on this specific topic of omega-3 fatty acids, I go into more details about this in episode 66. Not only what is in the diet is important to consider, but also what is absent in it. This diet happens to be low in sugar, low in refined processed foods, saturated fat, and salt. These are also a key component of the diet's healthfulness as well. So that is a wrap, my people scientist army. This week, I covered a listener request episode and talked about the Mediterranean diet and inflammation. Inflammation is an important component to our immune system and defense system, but when inflammation becomes chronic or too high, that is when it may lead to chronic inflammatory conditions like chronic pain, arthritis, lupus, eczema, allergies, asthma, and even mood disorders like depression. Through many clinical trials, it appears that a Mediterranean diet rich in vegetables, beans, seeds, nuts, fish, and a moderate amount of whole grains, fruits, and red wine may be a benefit in lowering inflammation and improving symptoms of chronic inflammatory conditions. Last week, I spoke of intermittent fasting and how it may too reduce inflammation. So combination of the Mediterranean diet and intermittent fasting may be an appropriate and effective strategy for some in reducing inflammation and symptoms of inflammation. But this combination has yet to be studied. That would be a very cool clinical trial that maybe I can run one day. So that is it for me today, my People Scientist Army. I hope you all have a wonderful week. If you don't already follow me on social media, make sure to do so because I share a little bit extra information on the week's topic throughout the week. If you want to buy me a coffee to say thanks for the episode, the information on how to do that is in the description box to this episode. I look forward to meeting you all back here the same time and same place next week on the People Scientist Podcast. Bye for now. I am a scientist simply sharing scientific evidence. Some of the clinical interventions I discuss are not appropriate for everyone. Before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle, please do consult the advice of your physician or dietitian. My opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of Mount Sinai Hospital and its affiliates. Thank you.